<laughs> Boom. <laughs> Welcome to episode seven. Um, you know, to be honest, we are already, we're on the same night as the week before of episode six. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. So we are just, this is a continuation of our conversation from the week before talking about uh, why the hell did I or Tiffany, why did we separately (laughs) get married so young or in other words like why the hell did we get married at 20 years old that's how old we both were yeah and so last week we talked about I mean it was all over the place we talked about our background we talked about the church and the influence on that we talked about sex and the influence of that on marriage and the decisions and Mm -hmm. so this week in part two, we're going to talk about everything from the way our relationships evolved over the years uh, with our husbands at the time or currently and any regrets we may have felt, um, what what are our feelings at 32 and 33, um, yeah. and how we might approach these conversations and situations with our kids or even just, I don't know, what what we could have done differently or would have done differently. Would have, yeah, would have done differently. So if you have not listened to the last episode, you must go back. Yes. Listen to that one. It was a riot. It was. It was. <laughs> I know. It, it was a, is illum, uh, uh, illuminating. illuminating. It was illuminating. We learned things about ourselves and each other we had not heard before. I agree. Which is always, that's the fun part of this is yes. sometimes I feel like I don't, like what else is there to know about you? <laughs> But I learned something new about you every single time, which is great. So definitely go back, listen to the last one if you have not. Um, make sure to click rate. And uh, if you have time, leave us a little review. Um, follow us on all the things. You know, look up What the Hell Podcast in some variation. Yeah. <laughs> what the Hell dot podcast, podcast dot what the hell. Um, Tiffany and Brittany, you'll find us. So uh, do all those fun things. And let's just get into this, Brittany. Back Back where we left off from episode mm-hmm. one, we were talking about, um, all you the know, things. all the tumultuous things, <laughs> lots, lots of sex, yeah, lots of sex. Um, and Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, Brittany's married and has lots of sex. No, our, pa- our our children were delivered by the stork. No sex was ever involved. It wasn't immaculate. Oh, no, it was in fact immaculate. Sorry. It was Scratch immaculate. that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yes. So, wow, it was a good time. But we're back for an even... Is this going to be a better time? I think it might be. I think there was so much to talk about last podcast. We will see. Yeah. You know, I think it's just now it's kind of reflecting over a lot of the things we kind of had to get out of our system. Sure. Now sort of honing in on sort of the, not that this is a big summary, but just the kind of things we want to leave you with, thoughts to think about. Yeah. Um, if you're in the same situation, maybe you will understand kind of where we're coming from and all this. Yeah. The last episode was a lot about like, why did we get married so young? But I think in this one, we really want to, let's hit on, you know, what the marriage look looks like and looked like. Yeah. Since the choice to get married 
at the ripe at old age 20. of 20. Yeah. I know. We're not changing. It'll probably say, why the hell did yeah. I get married so young part two? But it's kind of like, what the hell does marriage look at age 20? Yeah. What does that and look like? beyond. Yep. So. To present day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. BC, Brittany Curtis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so all of that. I mean, okay. Um, year one. What was, was your relationship, like as soon as you got married, did it instantly look different um, post-marriage pre. from pre-marriage? Uh, yes and no. I mean, the biggest yes is just we didn't live together before we got married. It's such a dumb little story, but it's funny because like, you know, because we dated in high school, we our only like one-on-one everyday interaction happened in college, but we already had that like friendship sort of set beforehand from high school. So when we got married, there's all these like little quirky things because we didn't live together before that like dumb stuff. So it was like a few weeks after we got married that I remember we got, we had like made dinner together or something and we were in this like old 1970s apartment, terrible, super ugly mustard yellow fridge and stove <laughs> oh nice oh it was bad that'd was, be very trendy in los feliz like la now like they charge now, a lot of money for that yep it was ugly <laughs> it was super cheap would love that rent now mm-hmm. but it was ugly um and i remember like curtis had made some food or something and left like the butter was left out just sitting on the counter and then wow and then he also left his dit like his plate on our it was a thrifted couch with a cover over it because then it was less <laughs> gross. And he left his... And those covers are in, like, even when they're brand new, they're inherently gross. Oh, they're just you know terrible. What I mean? Like, nothing fits right. Ugh. And so, like, his plate was sitting out on the couch. And I just remember having a moment of going, like, I, I, I can't live with this. Like, you're going to have to put the butter away. You're going to have to put your plate... I don't, I, don't, I don't even think it was a big fight, but it was just this moment of, like oh, these are the things people have to figure out when you live together. And now it's right. like these little quirks I didn't know about you. Or like the little stupid little like um, shave your beard and there's just little like shavings everywhere. Little whiskers. Like, just like <laughs> flush them down the little sink. Just use a little water. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. what was your question? What was it like? <laughs> I mean, was it yes. was life super different right it, after getting yeah. married so from before? I, I remember thinking, to be honest, like, and I can honestly say this for a lot of our marriage is it didn't feel as hard as what everybody said it was going to be like. I think everybody was like marriage is going to be super tough and like all these things. And I know maybe listening to our last podcast, I alluded to that. And I we talked a lot about sex stuff and that is a huge part of it. So that was an issue mm-hmm. currently and later or like in when we first got married and throughout marriage. But in terms of just like what it looked like every day, day in and day out, it was a blast. I thought it was so much fun. It was yeah. like we got to, we were working full time, going to school full time and we just, we didn't see each other that much to be honest, but it was, it was fun. It was like playing, I felt like we were playing house. It was oh, like. trigger words. What, playing house? You want Ooh. a playing house story? Oh, yes, please. Ooh, trigger words, Let's Brittany. switch on um, over. Well, I, well, I'm with you. I thought marriage was so fun. <laughs> um, it was hard for us in college, too, because we were both in school full time, working all that. But um, so obviously we'll talk about it probably a little bit more in this episode, but uh, my marriage did end. And he told me later that he felt like we were playing house the whole time. 
Oh. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard you ever say that before. I mean, there's so many little details Playing like house. that. You know what, what, do you, mean? what does that mean to you? That he, well, I think he was trying to say that it never felt like, um, like real life to him, that it was always us faking it or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't, I, when I, when I say that term, I, I you can mean hear it. In, I think you mean it in the, um, sweet sense. Yeah. It felt like, oh, yeah, were yeah. these kids that were like. Totally. But I hear what you're saying. I well, that's what, what he saying. said at the end of our, like, at the end yeah. of our marriage. And I was like, ooh, it was such, like, a gut punch. Yeah. Um, but we, before I ever thought anything like that about how he felt, um, I felt the same way. Like, life was, like, pretty freaking dope. We were going to, like, it was Tebow time at the University of Florida. <laughs> and we, you know, went to the games on the weekends when we could and... We watched him at home when we couldn't. And, you know, six months in, we got Gilligan mm-hmm. together. And, well, he picked Gilligan for me. And he was like my Christmas gift, our first married Christmas. And um, it was it was like the best of times because, two, he decided pretty early, like we were trying to do all the right things. Like I was going to go to law school. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, he was going to go to dentistry school. And then he decided vet school, which are both extremely hard to get into. And he's very smart and had good grades and stuff. But you have to be like, I'm just obsessed with school to get into those things. You yeah. have to be like another level of commitment and things. Yeah. So he was on track for those things, but it wasn't really looking amazing because they're so hard to get into. And one day he was like, I want to go to LA and pursue acting. And I was like, thank, in my mind, thank God. Like, oh, really? Thank, yeah. And I even said to him, I mean, we met in a performing arts high school. Sure. He's so uh, yeah, talented yeah, and yeah. a great actor and writer and all these things and a, you know, dynamic kind of onstage personality. So when he said that, I was like gung ho. Yeah. I was like, oh my I was so excited it was like our next big adventure yeah so I was the same like it it definitely was different our relationship was different after getting married because we hadn't lived together before like the whole sex thing it's like you're dying to have sex and then as soon as you get married for some reason like you don't like want to anymore because of like the shame and all the stuff we talked about in the last episode um the hiccups that come with it but man like um, especially in the early years it was such like an adventurous fun time for us I think we were always cooking together and things like that and going to late night happy hour at TGI Fridays like that was a ritual for us we loved it we go to like 10 p.m happy hour yeah yeah. I know. Our first, we got married in December and the January, like a month later, uh, so this was in 2000, well, so t- we got married in 2006, so it was in January 2007, there was like the big epic ice storm in the Midwest, like mm. historical, and we lost power in our apartment for like a week. Oh my like, gosh. It was, it was ter- like, it was really <laughs> bad. It was really bad. Like the town went down and it's like a huge college town and like, trees were falling like giant trees were falling over the place because there's so much ice so and i just remember like somebody got us like a tent as a wedding gift and we like set up our little tent in our apartment and we like <gasps> slept in there and we were just like we didn't need to but it was just like so fun That's and just darling i know and i'm like i told i i haven't told curtis this but in my mind i'm like you know we had we got married young we had kids younger too and and youngish in my opinion but I was like, so when we're 45 and the kids are out of the house, can we just redo all of those memories again? Like, Aww. let's go set up a tent in the house. Like, it just sounds That's so fun. That's the cutest thing I ever heard. <laughs> That's the most camping we've ever done was inside. <laughs> camping is the pits. 
I know, but we need to do it more because that's he grew up doing that, and it's like we've done almost none of that, so we need to do more. But do anyways, we need to? I don't know. So okay, a question for you, with however much you want to share, is I realize you've kind of mentioned last podcast that like the divorce sort of came out of the blue. It seemed very quick at yeah, the end. Yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that? having because you got married young like do you think that had to do with oh definitely yeah the demise, I, think, I want to be like the demise of your marriage that's so dramatic but like oh I think ending up getting divorced oh totally I, I think um in my opinion and this is again like my conjecture but I think um my ex-husband felt probably like he missed out on a lot of things yeah um, he probably felt like, you know, he wanted to date other people and experience other people and relationships and things. And, you know, because we got married so young, he pretty much just experienced me. Yeah. And I, I, I think, um, I'm kind of jumping around here, but I think he did love me, but yeah. I just think that it came to a place where, um, like it wasn't enough for him. Yeah. Like he wanted to experience he other things. He definitely loved you. I believe that. With a word, no matter what <laughs> he does or does not say. Like, and yeah. I, I can't, whatever. I don't yeah. even know. But. And the reason you can speak to that though is like you and Curtis were, and I mean, are, well, whatever. As a couple, we were like the closest of friends. Yeah. Um, and you were there through all of it pretty much. Um. But I, I think that he did, but I think it just got to a place where, um, you know, and I, maybe this is me trying to make myself feel better too, but I think he got a little taste of the world too and was like, there's more out there that I could have experienced, so now I'm ready to and I'm going to. Yeah. Is what I think happened. Yeah. I think what's 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 interesting is like Curtis and I have our own struggles, so... I feel when you go like, we're happily married. It sounds so like, whatever. Like, oh yeah. Good why, for you. Why pick a fence? No, we have our struggles for sure. I will be real with you on this podcast as much as I can. Um, but I do think the older that we've gotten, like, and, and it's not anything to do with Curtis and it's not even like a regret that, maybe there is a little bit of regret of going, I, I wish that, the hangups that we have, like, mm-hmm. had they been been solved by spending a little time exploring? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if that would have solved any of it. Maybe we would have had the same hangups no matter what. But I right. do wonder that sometimes, like, right. had we, even if it would just have been staying with the same person, but we lived together or we just dated for a long time and yeah. got older and, yeah. like, maybe, like, sex wasn't something that we waited till marriage or I don't I have no idea right. it's all like conjecture. well it's interesting you mentioned that because I know of a number of like couples from high school who went to like our performing arts high school and things who um are still together now which for them at this point would be like 15 16 17 years later they're still together and they're not married and never got married and like they're still like happily together and so yeah. I wonder like I wonder if the constraint of marriage made him feel any which way or if we had never been married but been together all those years, if he would have, like, ended it sooner. I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, his narrative sometimes is that he um, felt this way for a long time, that he didn't want to be married and, like, stayed in it and stayed in it. I'm like, man, dude, like, why didn't you just do it earlier? Because that was my whole 20s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah. No, totally. You know? Um, and I never would have been ready for it at any point ever. But, like, you know, it's almost like if you're going to do it, just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Um, and, well, and from my perspective, he did. Because for me, everything happened within a two to three month period. Yeah. It was, like, one day, like, things weren't the same anymore. And I confronted that. And then... um Three months later, we we separated on the same day we moved to L.A. Five years later to the day. That's crazy. Yep. Five years later to the day. And um, and then he filed for divorce like a couple months later. I was just like, yeah. what the fuck? And in the last episode, we talked about it too. But I think the whole thing of your brain not being fully formed, I think, was, you know, until you hit a certain age, which is your mid to late 20s. I think that had a huge thing to do with it. No, I agree. Personally, I think I agree. it had a lot to do with it, which almost, and again, I kind of touched on this last time, but sometimes like it kind of hurts my feelings because it's like, no, totally. oh, your brain finished and now you don't want me anymore. Yeah. Like as far as I was concerned, we were like the best of friends and um, beyond just like the best of friends, we were family. Like he used to say that to me. He would say, we don't have to have kids to have to be a family. Yeah. He would say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think things like that sometimes um get forgotten as you're going through like a a breakup and a breakup is such a um sterile thing to call a divorce yeah no but um, definitely but it's it's both um so yeah I definitely think getting young married uh getting married young contributed to the divorce for sure because that's that's more common than not yeah also yeah you know they say there's like an ideal age to get married and it wasn't the one we were yeah (laughs) yeah do you feel like I mean looking back over you know I mean we're sitting here still married and you were divorced like do you feel like as a whole people are supposed like what are your thoughts on marriage as a whole like do you think I love marriage. You do? Okay. Yeah, because I, I mean, and I said this before, but I loved being married. Yeah. I think it is like the most beautiful thing um, other than parenthood because I haven't experienced that um, with a physical human being. But I think to choose someone else and like to com- to betroth yourself to them, to commit yourself to them, to make a vow, mm-hmm. I take things like that very seriously. Um, and so even after... Uh, being married all those years in a certain way I take it even more seriously now because as far as I'm concerned um, I never broke my vows yeah Uh, my vows were removed from me I Mm -hmm. didn't have a choice in the matter yeah Um, which is you know some divorces both people want it some people you know both people don't want it but it's just not working and they have to end it because this is never going to work for them um but in my situation, I never wanted my divorce until yeah. I had to just like emotionally detach myself yes. from it um, in order to continue like living, like moving yeah. on. But I, um, I, I love marriage. I think it's such a beautiful concept. Do you think, uh, sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt, but you said the word vows and I feel like I, I know that's used across the board whether you're religious or not but do you feel like your love of marriage or like thinking about your you kept your vows that that comes from the religious upbringing I certainly think that that weighs into it it's probably one of the reasons I take it like I feel like a little more seriously maybe than some might yeah but um again just like we were talking about last time I think that the whole point of marriage outside of the societal um, benefits of it and things like that 
is to take a vow seriously. And I don't think you have to be religious to um, hold sacred, again, that word, but to hold sacred something like a vow. No, I agree. Yeah, I was just curious what you thought about that. But I think that like that is where it began for me for sure, is that it started out like, oh, it's between you, that person, and God Yeah, is how it always was. And I don't feel that way (laughs) anymore. But I do think that like, what what if the bond of marriage between two people this is about to be the most Oprah thing I ever said but what if the the bond between two people with a vow like marriage is God like what mm-hmm. if, what if that is like the the most like connecting thing. connecting thing yeah. that can be other than parenthood yeah. and not bond because it's physical but that the the choice of it I think is almost more powerful in a certain way yeah. than the physical birth of a yeah. child. Does that make yeah. sense? Am I making oh, any no, sense? Oh, no, it makes total sense because I feel like there's this assumption and I make it even now every yeah. day where, and I'm I'm putting things on you, but I would assume you probably thought that with your ex-husband yeah. is you just think like we made this vow and like no oh, matter yeah. what happens, like we're committed to each other, which like yeah. obviously within reason there's things where you just are like, you're both that's in in the assumption we're both like giving our all not even giving our all like things happen like we go through struggles right. and issues and whatever but it's but the vows are for better or worse and like all these yeah. kind of things it's and like so yeah like we're a family we chose to be family we're family now yeah you shouldn't be sitting on eggshells thinking uh-uh. like are we together yeah. this week are you gonna you know yeah. it's like so and i know that that's probably easy to it's easy to get get comfortable yeah and i think I think being getting married young, that's probably where that could be an issue for some people is like you're kind of like, oh, is this the person that like I should have been with or could have been with or all these things and it's, you know. And getting older and like seeing other options too. You get older and you're like looking around and you're like, oh my God, like I didn't know that person would ever take notice in me. Yeah, yeah. And now they do, but you're committed to someone else. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, and I think it's just, like, taking a step back and realizing that, like, I mean, there's lots of fish out of, fish in the sea, but at the end of the day, there's also the the person that you're the most intimate with, and, like, for Curtis and I, I think, like, do I think there's probably other people out there for Curtis that would satisfy other aspects that I don't have in a much better way? 100%. But I hope that him and I... It's like, and that's the part that's hard is that like the history, mm-hmm. because we've been together so long, it's like that's part of the thing I think that also is like, no, we're in this. But then at the same time you go, well, is, it, is that the reason why you're in it? Is that the it? only reason yeah. you're staying, like we're both staying yeah. in this is because we just made a vow. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think brings up like, we can jump around here however, but I think brings up an interesting question about a You know, there's a lot of people in our age group that if they came from maybe a Christian background or some sort of religious background may, I don't, even in my college, like I started out at a Christian college and it was just the norm. Mm -hmm. This was not weird to get married at 20. It was like everybody was married off or like engaged by 22, like heading out of college. Um but at the same time, like, there's so many people within the last, I don't know, three years, three to five years where you just see this 
you know, divorces are happening or separations are happening or just like the struggle or the consequence, in my opinion, uh, of getting married really young. And like Curtis and I, I feel like I can say this openly because Curtis and I have talked about this Mm -hmm. is like, you know, even this last year for us, 2019 was a really tough year. And I think there's like, I, I, for the most part, I felt like our marriage has mostly been, we've had our, we've had some ups and downs for sure, but it's not been as hard as I thought it was going to be. And 2019 was really tough. And it was like the first time I kind of felt like we're seeing some ramifications of getting married young, where we just go, we're settled into this, like we have changed as people and we have changed together but in that it's like there's this constant like shifting and molding and you know and then you bring kids into that and it's just like yeah it's a lot of moving pieces and trying to keep in mind like this commitment to each other but not just because Totally not just because and something just from the outside looking in on you guys, if I can comment on that, is that I almost feel like you guys are in like the renaissance of your marriage in a certain way Mm. where you have grown together in so many different ways. But um, a huge problem in my marriage was codependence. Mm. And I think any young marriage has a big touch of that, like a ton of it. And if anything, um, codependence helped lead to the end of mine. But I think that you guys, in a whether consciously or unconsciously, like pushed through it. And now you guys are both becoming your um, strongest individual independent selves and still choosing each other, which yeah. is, you know, in a marriage, the ideal thing is to be like a whole person and yeah. <laughs> be working together with another person in a marriage. Yeah. Um, and from my outside perspective looking in, it's like you guys have that's what you've been doing. Yeah. You've been working towards that as Yeah. It's like you are I think you are more you than you've ever been. Mm-hmm. I hope that's true for Curtis too, that he's yeah. more him than he's ever been. Um, or moving towards that and, you know, in still choosing to be together and not just the choice, but wanting to be together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it doesn't go that way for everyone. No. And I think that's part of it. It sounds very like, you know, people are like, no, we stick it out forever. But I'm like, no, at this point with marriage, I'm like, and I've told Kurt, this is not, I'm not saying anything Curtis has not heard. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm not trying to be self-deprecating or anything, but I'm like, if you don't want to be with me, like we've had these conversations, I'm like, if you don't want to be with me, just tell me or like, I would, ra- I I love you so much as a person that I want you to be happy that, you know, like I would be devastated, but also like, I want that for both of us at this point. And I think we've come so far in trying to develop who we are as people Mm -hmm. that you reach that point where you're like, I hope you choose me. I want to choose you too. I also, we it's very like YOLO, but yeah, you only live one life and I want it to be something that he is happy in and I'm happy in and Those are some sexy vows, girl. You got to have that in your (laughs) renewal. I choose you. Yeah. I want you to choose me. I do. (laughs) I want, I want him to choose me and not because he feels like, not because of a vow, but because of a choice 
that outside of a vow. Yes. But my question for you is, is that a, like, it, has it been seeing people around you and the demise of their marriages that has helped you come to the conclusion and, and come to the moment of having conversations like that, that are so open and seeing other people go through something. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like there's been so, so much of that around us that has kind of forced us to go. Like, let's look at our own. Yeah. Let's look at our own and even probably realizing like, Oh, you're seeing glimpses of like, Oh, this is how we take the situation and go, this is how you get, to the situation where we exit out of our marriage or uh-huh. we make, you know, you make this choice, I make that choice, we goodbye, you know, or yeah. whatever. And going, but I also am like, I have such a visceral reaction to like, well, we're just staying married because that's what we committed to when we were 20. And like, oh, I, yeah. I feel like that marriage is gone. Yeah. Like, and I think also, I think the other part that is hard and being raw and honest is going, seeing things happen around you mm-hmm. and then you identifying with things that are happening around you or totally. like feelings and going so if i sit in this or if i don't deal with this feeling this is the outcome totally and going like either and en- be- being envious of the person in that situation and going oh freedom or uh-huh. realizing like i don't want that i right I've tried to be so conscientious of even, you know, staying together for the kids or stuff like that. It's like, if it maybe sounds romantic, but I'm like, if we're going to stay together and be married for the long haul, I want it to be because we love each other and want to be together. Because I want that as an example for our kids, not just because well, we committed before God and our family that this is what we're going to do forever. Like, that's not the example I want to set for my kids. I want them to see a loving relationship that continues to choose one another. Mm-hmm. And, and also, is there anything less like hot and romantic than I'm with you because I have to be? Oh God. <laughs> I will submit to you, husband. Oh my God. Like throw up in my mouth. I know. Disgusting. And yeah. even though, you know, it's been four and a half years with me, um, my perspective has changed in a lot of ways. Like our relationship was definitely super codependent. Um, and that said though, it was not, all bad yeah like it, in in fact in from my perspective it was more it was way more good than bad yeah those were some of the like best most fun happiest exciting years of my life um and meanwhile though it's that thing they talk about you know the stranger you know yeah and um I'm over here like loving this person excited about our future together can't like moving towards things and he was too, but he was, he had a different, um, perspective and in many ways was living a different life than I was Yeah, because at least according to his narrative that he has shared with me and others, um, he was unhappy for many years. Like, do you think looking back and we can speak for both of our relationships, but had you waited five more years or, I mean, it's who knows? I know this is all conjecture but like do you think that really may have made a difference in like whether you guys would have stayed together or even like the change the yeah change the course of your relationship I don't know I think there just would have been whether we stayed together or broke up it just wouldn't have been as traumatizing as it was yeah because for like I said you know we very much um treated our relationship like a family even though we didn't have kids because we were a family I took his name like I still have it 
and his family um, was as close to me, if not closer than my own family. And, um, you know, with everything between us, I was like, whatever's happening now, I was like, this is the father of my kids one day. If I have kids, father of my kids. If I have kids, you know, this is their uncle, this is their grandparents, Mm -hmm. these are their extended relatives. Like, I knew what my future was going to look like. And when that's gone, you feel really... um, you feel really displaced. So it may or may not have gone differently. I just don't think it would have been as traumatizing as it was if we had not been married. Yeah. Because for me, I was just, this was my life situation. Like this is what it was going to be forever. We were not people who ever threw around the D word divorce. That was not a thing. Like we wouldn't like play dirty when we were fighting and be like divorce. We're going to divorce. Like we're, this is, that was not a thing until all of a sudden, like he was like, I'm divorcing you. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was my experience. But what about for you? Like, do you think if you guys had waited a little bit longer, do you think for, for starters, do you think you'd still be together if you didn't get married as young as you did? I think, I guess my hope or I don't know, would be that, I think we would still be together knowing us. I I actually just think we would have had a healthier relationship and yeah. and um like sexual relationship, emotional relationship. We just both had a lot of growing to do and I think if we had like lived together and gotten rid of a lot of the sort of hang-ups that we had and that's not even I'm not even just saying like oh, get rid of religion. Because, like, we were still... I mean, we went to church till three years ago. Like, and we've been married 13 years. Like, together, like, 18. So this is... I'm not even saying that. I just think that there were so many layers of things we had to work through that kicked off the marriage feeling very, like... It was like we were prepubescent in our marriage and had to like go <laughs> through so interesting. Yeah, puberty like it, it was in like marriage. adolescence of marriage. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I just wish we had been mature people entering into a marriage, getting to experience and explore that part of life Yeah, in a different place. Getting married that young, you kind of have to be scrappy. Yeah. You kind of have to be like you, you know, especially if you're in school or anything like that. It's like you're constantly trying to like make ends meet and mm-hmm. like you don't even know how to do like things like how do you get car insurance you know what I mean like you're yeah. still on your parents car insurance and cell phone plan and things like that that yeah. you know you you're just little like scrappy people in the world just trying to make it make it work yeah in a scenario where you didn't have to do it that way yeah I think that's a great you know? point because that was kind of our life was sort of getting going to college and basically being on our own and all of yep. those aspects before we got married so on the one hand like I say, okay, we got married at 20 and that seems crazy, but I also felt very mature at that age because I was working full time. I and you was, were mature for your age. Yeah, I was paying for all of my bills. Yeah. Curtis was paying for all of his bills. So it didn't feel like this big stretch to then go, like we weren't moving from mom's house to our, to Curtis's house. I mean, I was like in dorms and then lived with some friends, but like, and I was still very young but it didn't feel like it didn't feel crazy at the time. It feels more crazy looking back and that's mm-hmm. just because 
You have I, I life can, experience yeah, now. Totally. Yeah, in a way that you didn't before. Yeah. Do you think, though, like, I? and again, this is all just opinion, but do you think, you know, we got married really young, and now, like, whether you get married again or not, or, like, even me looking at people getting married, say, in their 30s or 40s, do you think that maybe... On the one hand, you have people who get married at 20s and you're growing up together. Mm-hmm. Or you're older and now you're more, the, the term like set in your ways. Yeah. Like what is, what is your I thoughts think either, of this? I think either way you're screwed. <laughs> just don't get married. It's you're fine. just completely, like either way you're completely screwed. Because that was something I was so happy to have an out for, like for the rest of my life was that like, you know, us growing up together, we grew up together. It's like we, we you know decided like our decorating style together yeah yeah. we decided you know the kind of foods we like together we decided the kind of trips we wanted to go on together you know we knew like an idea of like when we wanted to have kids together because we came to those conclusions at the same time in life because we started coming to those conclusions quite young Mm -hmm. so now that I'm on the other side of that I I do miss that. Yeah. I miss the thing where it was like, no, we wanted the same things. And now, you know, I'm dating. I'm in a relationship now. And, you know, he has prior relationships that were long. Um, he has... The thing about when you get with somebody older in life, after you've had a major relationship or multiple relationships before, is not only do you have your childhood wounds... You also have your relationship wounds mm. from before. Yeah. Whereas if you just get married young, you don't necessarily have a ton of relationship wounds outside of maybe like high school or whatever. Yeah. But those do soften so much with time in a way that your adult relationship wounds don't soften as easier. They're much, they're more like keloid scars yeah. <laughs> where like you run your hand over them and you can feel them anytime you want versus a scar that like you don't notice unless you look at it. Yeah. Um, that's how it is, at least in my experience. And I'm not going to say that like, I'm not going to, for me at least, it's not easier being in a relationship with somebody now that we're older and wiser and like know who we are individually. Mm. In certain aspects, it's harder in certain oh, really? aspects. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's certain things where it's like, God, like you're, that you're so that way and I am so this way. Yeah. And it, like it's not going to change. We're not changing this together. Yeah. That is who you are and this is who I am and we have to accept or reject. Yeah. It's like accept changes, reject changes. Yeah. <laughs> There's Move no changes. Yeah. Like yeah. it is or it isn't. You, does that make sense? It totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So totally I think in sense. a lot of ways it's like it, this is harder for me. And maybe it's not as hard if you were just if you were never married before, you know, who I'm with now, he was never married before, although he did have some long significant relationships. Um, but like I said, I think mine ending my marriage ending I don't think it would have been as traumatizing if we were just dating all those years yeah it would have been hard as hell sure like, I don't sure. want to discount but it was anyone. like a huge commitment yeah but it's like it no makes, it was like yeah. we were in this for life yeah. like you're not my boyfriend yeah no it makes <laughs> you're sense. my husband yeah so that's I mean that's my opinion I don't know what yeah you think. no I I mean I agree like I only have my perspective which is I think over the years we have grown together mm-hmm. it's been painful in times at times and I think you know he's been gracious enough to let me explore all the things I feel like I've needed to explore in like my career and like changing things a million times and you know and being critical of even like him and thinking like 
oh, you know, maybe I needed somebody who's more this or more that. And I'm sure, although I'm more vocal about it than he is, like, I'm sure he's thought the same thing about me of going, well, I, I wish he, he's not said this to me. So I can't even say, <laughs> but like, you're so stubborn. And like, I know things like in our hangups from the past, from religion and like, you know, even the, like a lot of the sexual stuff, like that's been an issue. And I think that, I think I see the grass is greener side of going, oh, if you were older and you had the experience and like the things that I think are a major part of our relationship that are still struggles may not be as big of an issue later, but then there would just be replaced with other hangups. So yeah, it's like it gets replaced. the evil that you know. And I think that for me, although I do not recommend... I can't say this enough. Do not recommend <laughs> getting married at 20. And I love you, Curtis, so much. And I, he would say the same thing about do not recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not recommend getting married at 20. I do think because of us continuing to choose. And I think this last, I've said this a couple of times on last podcast and this podcast, that 2019 was very rough, but it also was, like, such a growing year because it was, like, I think a breakthrough sort of happened of just being more vulnerable, and I think this happens, like, we've been together a long time, and you have these, like, cracks where you go, you can take this crack, and you can, like, figure it out and figure out a way to move forward and grow, or the crack just, like, breaks you apart. And, yeah. and these are not cracks where you're like, oh, you should break up, but it's kind of, like, this is showing an issue and we got to figure this out. And I think this year has been kind of a year of being more vulnerable and not just being complacent because I think it's been really easy for us to just go, you know, we're best friends. Like, we get along. Like, this hasn't been that hard. Like, it's been fine. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to live in that, like, oh, this is fine either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, just speak to that, like, towards the end of my marriage, uh, in the like la- last couple of years, we definitely had reached that place of like, we are, um, best friends and all those things. And like, you know, my friend calling him Mr. Romantic and these like extravagant things. And, you know, he would like l- candles in the living room and, you know, turn on like crooner music and dance with me and things like that. Those things used to happen and they had not happened for years. Yeah. That was like not part of our situation anymore. Um, and I think I chalked it up a good bit to, he was really focusing on his career and not just him. We both were, we were Mm -hmm. so focused on his career and what was happening next and the excitement surrounding that, that, um, there became less of like an intentionality in that way. I think I just chalked up to being like, you know, they talk about the highs and the lows and the dips and things of marriage, but like that romantic connection was, um, waning because like, it was like the oxygen was being sucked out of the room and mm-hmm. you can't have fire without oxygen. Yeah, yeah. And it was being sucked out of the room with, you know, the codependent relationship and really focusing pretty much on his career and like nothing else. Yeah. Um, and and when I say nothing else, like he was starting to feel like I didn't care about like his emotions and things like that, which um, from my perspective was not the case at all. But I, going back to when we broke up when we were – 19 Mm. right before he proposed um I never and have always had a hard time um being vulnerable in that way about emotional things spiritual things 
um, things that really inspire connection. Mm-hmm. I, I want those things and yeah. I'll, I'll say I want that to be the thing, but then I have trouble executing. I agree with you. I, <laughs> I, I don't regret it. Like I, I said before, it was like eight of the happiest years of my life. And so that's something I struggle with someday, sometimes too, is like if I have kids one day, if they ask questions, cause they'll find out, like, I don't want to like hide something, but like, if they ask me like, what was it like? I like, I don't want to be like, ah, it's just a part of my history. Like yeah. they were, and, and it wasn't eight years. It was 11 and a half years of the happiest years of my life. Yeah. But that also brings me great sadness to, um, have to consider telling like a kid someday that is not from that relationship, like, yeah. you know, almost because to say those were like the happy, some of the happiest years of my life, um, creates an idea of like longing almost. Mm. And I don't, and I, maybe that's just cause I'm such a nostalgic person, but I don't know how to like separate that yet. And that is what therapy is for. Yeah. <laughs> That is why I see my doctor. Well, that's a. I feel like that's a great segue of going like, (laughs) how do you feel like you're going to approach this topic with your kids about it? Like, if they fall in love with somebody and want to get married young, yeah, hell nah. And you know what? I it would absolutely be that unfair thing. Everybody's situation is different, different, but it would be that unfair thing of me going. I did this. I have been down this road. I am telling you how it is most likely to turn out because. I'm beyond thrilled <laughs> that yeah. you and I never want anything to change with you and Curtis except for the better. Um, but and, oh, y'all no. are the exception at this point, at, at this our point, age. No, now I, you are. I get it. You're I, the exception now. So I would just be like, listen, Aunt, Aunt Brittany and Uncle Curtis, the motherfucking exception to the rule. <laughs> and I am the rule. But what if you're this telling is not them, though, you just said a minute ago that like, those were some of the happiest years of your life. So why, how, if you're going to tell them that, how do they then say that? That's because you not- can't control the other person. That's yeah. the thing that I no, would I tell think them. That's a great point. Is they were eight, eight of 11 and a half years of the happiest years of my life. Um, but that was my experience and you don't know what the other person is experiencing yeah. at the same time. And that's what I'll tell them Yeah, is you, and I thought, I thought we were experiencing the same thing. Yeah. I would assume I that really too. thought that. Yeah. I thought we were until in the last few months where I was like, where are you? And I remember saying that to him at one point. I said to him, where are you? I couldn't find him. Yeah. I could not find him in, inside the shell of his body in that moment. I was, where are you? I said to him and, um, he wasn't there. And yeah. that's the thing that I would tell my kid. I would say, you you don't know what somebody else is dealing with. You don't know what's going on in their hearts and their minds. And you also can't control it and you can't wish it. You can't pray it. Yeah. You ha- you can only be responsible for yourself. And I'm telling you, the responsible thing to do is not to get married at 20. Yeah. And it sounds, I feel like it sounds like such a business like seminar sort of thing to say, but it's like you want to set yourself up for like the best yeah. situation or like, are we saying that like you if you get married at 20 like it's going to be unsuccessful? No. No. Statistics say yes. Yes, it's unlikely. <laughs> it's going to be a struggle. It's not impossible. Sometimes I no. win big at blackjack, you know what I mean? That's true. But That's they true. say the house always wins. It's like 50.5 versus 49.5. Yeah. And you don't know which side you're going to fall on. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like I mean it comes with all kinds of things where you know, part of me is like, oh, we got married young, we had kids young, and like, we didn't have 20s that a lot of people talk about, like, oh, the 20s, and like, going out and being social and friends, and it's like, we didn't have that, like, we didn't have any of that. 
Well, we did it in a group environment with other married people. Yes, and those we are did. some of the most fun, happy nights of my life. Yes. But it's a very different experience from other people who yeah. are single in their 20s. Totally. So, like, I think I had an amazing experience, but yeah. but it does. It comes with different consequences. You know, there's like financial consequences of things that we've made choices about with getting married young and then having kids young too that I I don't know so I I mean I guess if I were to answer the question I asked you is like I would highly encourage both Nadia and Beckett to just take some time like Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would just blatantly say because I think if you're going to be like don't get married they're going to then they want to do what you're telling them not to do if your kids get to that age and start talking about getting married just like quietly coax them to me but don't act like it was their idea to talk to me yeah don't talk to Tiffany yeah (laughs) so and it's like I think that'll be tough like if Curtis and I and hopefully we do make it through the long test of time that um that sounds so dreary if if you know if Curtis (laughs) and I get to stay together for the long haul which I hope we do um I think that'll be the tough thing in our situation is going but we did that. Mm-hmm. And like, why was it okay for you? And on the one hand, I could be like, but I can also tell you exactly why it was really hard. Yeah. And so I think that's, that'll be an interesting thing. But I definitely don't recommend. Definitely don't recommend. Young. No. Yeah. No. I think something that I would caution a young person to as well, again, going to the thing where you don't know what somebody else is experiencing and going through is that um, the trauma of abandonment is not, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And I I think I would just want to protect my kid from that so much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe in my marriage, there's certain ways where I think he probably felt abandoned because he didn't tell me certain things he was going through. Yeah. Um, So I didn't know that he was feeling that sense of abandonment and things like that. But the actual um, displacement of having your marriage end and just being told that it's ending and you not getting to do anything about it. I didn't feel divorced for many years. Mm -hmm. Even once I was in a new relationship, I had a lot of guilt about it. I had guilt about dating someone else, loving someone else because Mm -hmm. I do love him. Yeah. And falling in love with someone else. I had a lot of guilt. It's like that movie. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie Bounce? Oh, yes. With Gwyneth Paltrow Uh and Ben uh Affleck and Mm -hmm. whatever his name is from Scandal. She fell in love with somebody else after her husband passed away. And the thing is, I sometimes feel like my husband passed away. Yeah. is how I feel sometimes because I didn't want the marriage to end and I like fought for it and everything. So I feel like he died. Um, And then you have this guilt about moving forward and loving someone else. And I just don't think I, I just don't, I would never want my kid to ever go through something like that. And I feel at least until I got divorced, I never heard about stories like mine. Mm. I did not hear about stories like mine ever. And I still don't that often. Every once in a while I do. But I, what you hear about are the ones where it's like, oh, it just didn't work out for us. It just didn't work. And I just don't relate to those people. Yeah. In a certain way, it feels for me more painful because he's still exists in the world Mm -hmm. and lives um and I don't know him you know what I mean it's like if you lose someone to death like my god like I don't know I don't know if there's anything worse but you don't have a choice yeah there's no choice for them to be in your life anymore and that is I would never wish that upon (laughs) anyone yeah but then it like (laughs) so then do you feel like you regret it then no I don't regret it yeah because regret it is like I don't know regret is like saying 
I think regret has a bad rap, though, because I feel like there's, it actually, I personally feel like the word actually does describe what I think we want to say, but it has bad connotations where we think like, oh, it's so bad, but it's like, no, like regret, regret implies that like you wish you could change it now. And I more just think like I have, do you have regret of maybe there could have been better choices made implies like then you regret your choices that you're in. Well, I I think think that's an interesting definition because I think of regret as wishing it never happened. And you're saying regret is wishing it, uh, you could change it now. I would say that I fall more under that form of regret. If we're calling regret wishing that you could change it now, yeah, but wishing it had never happened, no. No, yeah, and I guess I th- I agree. I think the co- more common form is people assume, like, oh, wish it never happened. But I think, like, that's a very, it seems like a very, like, the first step of when people talk about it in that way as opposed uh-huh. to just going, like, do you wish you could change the situation if you could go back like if I could go back would I have had Curtis and I get married at 20 absolutely not that doesn't mean I don't want to get married to Curtis but I I do I do regret getting married at 20 I think it was a terrible decision I think it was a detriment to our relationship yeah but that doesn't mean I didn't want to marry Curtis it just means and it doesn't like, mean you don't want to be married to Curtis no either. I just think it means and you don't like, love your life and your kids and your exactly. everything that's happened since I think it was a bad decision at that age I just think we could have been more mature or made different decisions. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, okay, so you're 33 now. Mm-hmm. In what ways is marriage, like, better – or not better, but, like, different for you now? Like, do you feel – like I, I, like I said from the outside looking in, I feel like you guys have had a renaissance just from watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you feel that way? Do you think – A renaissance from when? Um. Well, really, like, like 2015 <laughs> – 2015 well I feel you guys were so involved in listening to my divorce yeah from both ends of it and so since then I feel like it did open up conversations between the two of you yeah about your own relationship and things like that and like like I said earlier it's like you guys are both becoming like the best versions of yourselves individually and still having a beautiful marriage so do you is marriage different for you now at 33 than at 20? It has to be. It, it is. It definitely is. Um, I think it's like it's being more okay with like who we each are individually and letting go of some of like the assumptions of what – not even what marriage looked like. So it doesn't even look that different than what it did back then. It's kind of the expectations for one another and thinking like – I think when we got married at 20, it was like, oh, this is how many times you're supposed to do this. And like, this is how many times you're supposed to have sex. And this is how many times you're supposed mm-hmm. to do this. And I expect him to do this. And like, he's the male. So I should do the and Like all of these very male, female roles yeah. that over the years, especially since I went back to work after having kids and we have kind of come into a true partnership. There's been many phases of, I think, uh, changes and development in our relationship. Yeah. I think the older we get, the more open and vulnerable we have become with one another. And that helps us continue to grow. I think it's just unfortunate that it took this many years to get there. (laughs) I think we both face moments where we go, 
I'm exhausted from fighting something that maybe is not is like there's a part of maybe each of us that isn't as compatible as maybe we once thought it was Mm -hmm. and so there's like a fight of like oh but this doesn't really fit but then this part does and it's and but I also think that's probably just any marriage like the older you get Mm -hmm. we're all shifting and changing so it does look different at 33 and it'll probably look different 10 years from now. I know this is not like an advice uh, column, <laughs> but you know what I would say? If you're in a marriage and you're like questioning things, doubting things, whatever, you owe it to yourself, to your partner, and to your younger selves, whether you get married at 40, 20, 30, whatever the case may be. You owe it to your history to attempt to work out whatever your issues are while you're still in the relationship. Yeah. You know, in my situation, I didn't find out a lot of things that he was dealing with and, you know, complaints and, um, and I don't even mean complaints. It's like, oh, complaints. Like, you know, we all have complaints. I have complaints in my relationship right now. He has complaints about me right now. Um, I'm sure you and Curtis have about each other or whatever, but complaints are not inherently a negative thing, but it's so important, I think, to give, give it a real shot where you bring those things up to the other person and see if it can be worked through yeah and if you don't that's on you but you owe it to yourself you owe it to the person who has committed so much to you and you owe it to your history that's all I'll say about that and then on the other side of it if you're in a marriage that does not succeed um, whatever success might look like a thing about that too is just because you're um marriage ends in a certain way it doesn't mean it wasn't a success yeah at some point in your relationship you shared a lot of love Mm. and you shared important things and memories and um traditions and at one point you shared a future and just because it ended doesn't mean that in some element it wasn't successful healing can take way longer than you expect i'm not done Mm -hmm. but there is healing to be found and there is like love on the other side. I really didn't think there was. Yeah. I really didn't think it was possible. And I'm in a relationship now with somebody who could not be more different except for like the artistic side. I have a apparently a thing for tall artists. <laughs> <laughs> um, types, tall creatives. Yeah. I think just staying open to growth and change within yourself and within your spouse as well. There's so much out there that we could talk about. But I think, you know, what we've been wanting to just kind of get across to you guys is just our background, our perspective, our experience. And I don't know, trying to encourage you if you're in a similar situation. Like, basically, Tiffany and I came from a very identical upbringing. Yep. You know, got married to our high school sweethearts. At the same time, we were married for about the same amount of time until we weren't anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then things went two different ways. And I feel for people who have gotten married young because I think there comes a point at this age or like around this age where you kind of are reevaluating like, oh, had we not gotten married young, now I kind of feel like I am truly who I am now. and, Mm -hmm. And now I've been married to someone for a long time or what that looks like and trying to almost like restart a marriage or renew a marriage and decide like, okay, we're committed to this person. You know, when I was looking up a bunch of things today to kind of talk about, and there's like so much, we, we, we scratched the surface. We got, we dove deep, (laughs) but we scratched the surface because it's a giant topic. 
and I'm sure we will go into some of the more specific things later on on this podcast. But it was interesting watching or watching, um, looking at some of the celebrities that got married super young, like you were saying about Jessica Simpson and Nick. Is it Nick Lachey? Lachey. I was going to be like Lachey, but Lachey. I mean, one's like, I was trying to find people who had gotten married young and who are still together since that's the more rare thing. But like Victoria and David Beckham Mm. were only 22 and 23 when they first began dating. I think they got married a little bit later, like a few years later. But yeah super young they're still together they're still yeah. together like um taylor hansen from the hansen group uh-huh. band i don't know what to call them group and also from the carmen music video yes <laughs> yeah like he they got married when he was 18 and they wow. have five kids now and they're still together five five yeah like megan fox and brian green like i just found out they're back together they've been back together for a while oh. they they kind of like broke up just like a little bit. Yeah. And they got back together. I they like totally divorced. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they got back together until this week. So there's like, it's interesting seeing there are couples that have yeah. made and it And Freddie work. Prince Jr. Oh, yes, and, yes, um, yes. That was uh, on my list too. Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes. They've been together forever. They've been forever, yes. Yes. So it's possible. Yeah. Um, do you think, a quick question, do you think Justin Bieber and... Um, no. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to make the it. The end of that question is, are Justin and Haley going to make it? No. No, and that's terrible. I mean, I'm I'm now my cattiness is coming out. It, There's no chance. It's just I don't know. I don't see it. I don't buy it. Well, uh this is just a little glimpse into our experiences. Um we always this conversation is meant to include you. So, want to hear your experiences? We got to stick together. We're a club. We you are. know. It really is a club. So, to everybody out there who is either getting married is married i'm just wishing y'all the best of luck yeah every kiss begins with k (laughs) y'all and don't read never kiss dating goodbye anymore just let that go away god that's another topic that is oh my (laughs) gosh i forgot about that so anyway go ahead rate review like all that stuff and if you have anything specific you feel like we should chat about We'd love yeah. to hear that, too. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Shoot us a message on yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. That's part of Email where this us. one came from was we kept kind of beating around the bush of, you know, marriage and getting married young and stuff. And y'all said, well, what is up with that? What the hell is up with that? Yeah. <laughs> so. So. And if you have more questions from tonight's podcast, if you want more specifics, it's just such a big topic. It is. So it's hard to cover even in two episodes. But um yeah we'd love to hear from you appreciate all the support as always as always i'm tiffany and i'm Brittany. and And this this is is the what What the the hell Hell podcast Podcast. we didn't even plan that look at us we're professional over and out